what's going on everybody welcome to the first episode of a brand new podcast called a high vibe life i'm your host victoria you can also call me hashtag high vibe i'm a 24 year old twitch streamer online entrepreneur and server that lives in utah and honestly i've been asked so often lately how do i bottle up some of your energy by coworkers, friendships, people that follow my stream, etc., etc., and I finally decided I'm going to start talking about it, and it's just way more information I could ever put into an Instagram post or a Facebook post, or and I could talk about it for hours on stream as I have before. So I decided to start a podcast about it. So welcome to the first episode of what I hope will be many. I hope to have guests. I hope that this podcast will have lots of upgrades and features. I hope to start recording this, uh, you know, video-wise for YouTube soon. Right now, if only you guys could see where this podcast was starting right now. If only you could see. <laughs> but that's okay. That's one of the things that, um, one of the lessons in life that I actually am going to talk a little bit about with you today. Uh, tonight, whenever it is that you're watching this or listening to this, not watching this, ha, I was talking about video. I started thinking about video. That's the funny thing about starting, you guys, is that sometimes you're going to get a little bit off track as soon as you get started and things aren't going to go as planned. And you're going to have what we're talking about mostly today, plot twists that happen and come across you when you start new projects or things or start to expand yourself into new skill sets and things like that. So, and sometimes plot twists just happen as a part of life. Sometimes they just kind of show up just to, you know, make sure you're alive or something, make sure you're awake, paying attention, I don't know. But we're going to talk about that too. Uh, before we get into that though, I wanted to give you guys a bit of an introduction since this is the first episode of the podcast. Uh, first things first, let's just acknowledge this right away. If you think I speak a little bit fast and you've already checked your phone or your device to see if you're listening at one and a half speed or 2x speed, I'll let you know right now, you probably did not. Sometimes I get really excited about what it is I'm talking about or what it is I'm sharing with you and I will start to talk fast. This is just something I do. I've done it my whole life. So don't worry, I will not be offended if you slow it down a little bit or if you have to rewind and catch up and repeat what I said. It is something I'm working on. Trust me, it is a skill that I'm working on. It's one of those things that actually stops me from expanding into this space, expanding into this skill set myself. And starting a podcast, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I used to do a bunch of Facebook Lives on my just personal Facebook page called The Victoria Show, and where I would kind of do the same thing as what I plan to do here and just talk about certain things that I was learning or going through or growing through, as I would say, and just how those new perspectives and things I was getting how I thought those could help other people. And so that's a little bit of what I, you know, hope to take from those experiences and then transform and start doing them in a larger, grander format in the world of podcasting. But that's one of those things uh, personally from that that had me actually, I got a little bit of my fear zone instead of my, you know, a way, way, way deep inside my comfort zone, but way down in the fear zone. And I let one of those insecurities and one of those stories I was telling myself that I talk too fast and things like that stop me from entering this thing. But here's the thing. I was thinking about it the other day 
And I was thinking, you know what, one of the great things I can do to work on that is just get started, enter this space, and just actively work on it as a skill. So bear with me as I get better. It is something I'm definitely working on. But at the same time, I've also started to accept that that is just a character trait of high vibe. That is just something I do when I get excited about something, when I get hyped, when I get a little bit preachy, when I get a little bit on a soapbox or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I sometimes speak a little bit fast. <laughs> So don't you worry about it. But uh, as you get to know me and as you listen to more and more episodes, you'll kind of understand me, I think, and then you'll kind of pick it up as I'll throw it down, if you know what I mean. So uh, ultimately, you know, my goal here with this podcast, as you listen, you know, with me, my dear listener, wherever you may be in the world, whatever, whatever background has brought you here, whatever walk of life has brought you here, whether you know me personally, whether you don't, whether you're listening to this, you know, podcast when we're 100 episodes in or 500 episodes in and you're starting all the way back in episode one, whether you've listened to this 100 times or this is your first time, whatever it is, I want you to know that my goal is always to educate you with a new idea or a new perspective or just give you, you know, a different grain of salt to consider in the vast beach of opinions and perspectives and and thoughts out there on how things work or how things could be or maybe should be or how things work or how things could be better. Uh, You know what I mean? My goal is always to offer you just that little, little bit that, you know, offers you some information that you didn't know before, that you didn't have before in in your tool belts of resources and things that you learn in your day to day from all of the information that you consume between social media, between the news, between the media. Like I just said the media. My God. Victoria, you're starting to repeat yourself already. I do this sometimes. Sometimes I get so excited, I repeat myself. <laughs> My second goal is to entertain you along the way as well. I'm not going to be super polished and perfected all the time. I'm not going to, you know, always say the right words all the time. I'm sometimes going to try to think of what I say on the spot. I'm not, this is not a script that I'm following. I'm, I'm really speaking from the heart as much as I possibly can. I do have notes here, so if you hear paper and things like that, that's because I do have keynotes. Because as you can tell, I have ADD and it likes to run a little bit wild sometimes. Okay! So, <laughs> in order to protect myself from that, yes, I do have a little bit of notes to keep myself on track, but my goal is to be myself always, be authentically and, you know, authentic and show up as myself for you, so you really feel like you get to know me, even though right now all you have is my lovely little butt in your air holes. <laughs> so, hopefully you get a laugh. If I'm too much for you, if I'm not your cup of tea, I apologize, but that's okay too, because I understand I'm not going to appeal to everybody. I understand I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I understand that some people are going to be like, who gave this girl cocaine? And I'm going to look at you and be like, I've actually never done cocaine in my life. So, thanks but no thanks. <laughs> sorry but not sorry. This is who I am. This is just how I go, okay? I may be your cup of tea. I may not be. If I am, please let me know. Leave a li- leave a rating. Leave a review. Follow me on social media at I'm High Vibe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over at I'm High Vibe. Uh, you know, and just let's be friends. If you are like me, if you identify with me, you are not alone. You know what I mean? That's my goal is to always show up and let people know that they are not alone. You can be quirky. You can be weird. You can be a little bit loud you can be a little bit sassy you can have a little bit of this like alter ego different voices things come out when you speak sometimes and I'm not going to think you're crazy or psycho I understand that's me too you know that's just my personality I'm just I'm just a little bit 
I don't know, crazy, weird, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, There's. I'm probably gonna talk about that later actually about you know how us females, we label ourselves with our personality and we make it more significant than we really need to. But ultimately my goal is to always you know, entertain you by just being myself. You know, I'm not gonna be over the top, I'm not gonna use lots of loud sounds or noises or different things like that. I'm gonna be myself and hopefully along the way I can make you smile, make you laugh, while also giving you a couple of things to think about, so. Last but not least, I want you to leave every episode feeling empowered. I want you to know that you can conquer anything you set your mind to. I want you to leave feeling the energy that you need to go after the next thing that you know you need in your day and you know your week, whatever it is that you're focused on, whatever it is that you're hustling after. Because that's the thing. I'm all about surrounding myself and building a community of people and being connected to people, inspiring people that are after something, that are hungry for something, that want more, something for their lives, something for their families, you know, they're not just chasing the dollar sign. And if they are chasing a dollar sign, it's for a greater purpose. It's for a bigger reason than just looking at their bank account and seeing comma, 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 you know what I mean? So I'm out there to empower people with, you know, a fresher perspective, give them a smile, give them a laugh, you know, because life beats you up sometimes. Life knocks you down sometimes. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And, you know, when we get to the, the plot twist bit here in a bit, you know, it knocks you down. And it hurts sometimes. And sometimes you have those rough days. And I understand that. I understand that more than you think, honestly. I'm going to give you a little bit of a brief intro, you know, about me so that you understand just a little bit. We'll talk more about this in the, over the coming episodes, you know, about that. Because I understand how those certain things can be a part of our story and seem more like chains tying us down and holding us down more than things that are a strong foundation to lift us up. But my goal is to show you each time through educating you on a different person perspective or showing you some new information or, or I guess telling you some new information mm -hmm. uh, and you know hopefully making you laugh along the way and making you you know switch that perspective around from being more of a net in a negative state to even some of it of a neutral state if not full on a positive state and show you how that situation can work for you rather than wear you down um, that's ultimately my goal. That's what I'm after. That's my mission with this podcast is to educate you and empower you to go after what it is that you're really after and not be tied down by the past or those things that keep you, you know, stuck in that state where you're at right now and not getting to the place that you want to be at. So a little bit about me. I have a military dad. Uh, my mom supported him, you know, for over a decade. They were together, but divorce is a part of my story. Uh, deployments, you know, all those things that come with having a military background. I was born overseas, and then I moved to the States and lived in Texas for a little bit. So I have a little bit of that in my heart. So if you hear y'all, hear a little of a twang coming out, uh, that's just something I've never lost. When we were living in Texas, that's when I first started learning to talk. And I don't know, I think I just picked up the accent, just little bits here and there. And I've just never really lost it. <laughs> so I, it's not super, super intense, obviously. But uh, I've lived in Utah for way, way, way longer than that. But uh, I did live in Texas for a little bit. So as for Utah, I've lived all over here. So from if you are from Utah and you are listening to this, when you go to leave your review uh, for this episode, sound off where you're at from. I would love to hear if you're listening to this first episode, no matter, again, even if we're 100 episodes in, you come back and listen to this. And when you leave a review for this episode, let me know what you think, uh, but let me know where you're listening from. I would love to love to hear uh, how far this podcast is reaching from episode one all the way to episode, you know, 723 when we get there. <laughs>
So, uh, but a couple of other things that are in my story, not to be, you know, too negative or anything, but really like I was talking about with empowering and, and, and life knocking you down and stuff like that. Like I said, divorce is a part of my story. Drugs are a part of my story. Domestic violence is a part of my story. Death, overdoses, that kind of thing is a part of my story. There's definitely lots of trauma in my story. So if you're somebody that has that kind of stuff in your background, we're going to talk about certain things that are related to those things and unpack those things uh, together and certain things that I've learned and certain perspectives, certain thought leaders, certain books, certain things that I've done to help get me through uh, working through those things so that those things don't wear me down. And instead, those things, instead of being those chains like I was talking about earlier, are more of a foundation for me to build and grow and have an have a, a larger impact and legacy, like what I'm, what I'm after in the grander scheme for things, like and how I was mentioning how we're all after, I think, in the grand scheme of things for our own selves and our families. You know, I've got uh, illness in my family, physical and mental, but along, you know, with a couple of those negative things, I also have a lot of really cool and inspiring moments and triumphs, you know, uh, which I'm sure I'm going to talk about later as well and share, you know, um, personally, I have a pit bull puppy who's just the cutest, sweetest baby girl in the whole wide world. I seriously, I love her. I love her. I love her. She is seriously, she's meant to be my child. I swear, I swear, I swear I love being a dog mom. She is meant to be mine. She is a brindle pitbull, so she's got all those brown tiger stripes, and I just love them. They're my, just one of my favorite things about her. My absolute favorite thing about her is her personality. If you tell me that dogs cannot understand people, and they cannot understand human speak, I will call you a liar face, or I will say you just don't have a close enough relationship with your dog, because I don't know if it's just that we spent so much time together in her first few months, but I swear I don't even have to say her name. All I have to do is look at her and be like, hey! <laughs> And she knows. <laughs> she knows exactly what I mean. She knows exactly to come here. Like, whatever it is that I need. She knows. Like, so, we have a very, very close relationship. I love her, love her, love her to death. Uh, she turns two in about a month, actually. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. She's going to be two years old. Oh, my goodness. She's still kind of a baby. Uh, I think she's a baby. She's probably always going to be a baby, but, like, whatever. <laughs> I also have an orange little fatty kitty cat. Uh, he's actually not, like, not really that fat anymore. Me and my ex are actually working on him with his feedings and things like that to keep him healthy and things. Uh, he is four. He is, you know, typical Garfield orange cat. I've actually, I have a couple of friends who have orange cats and they all kind of look like him. And I'm realizing, I'm like, all right, so you you just all look the same. <laughs> Maybe not, but I have a couple of friends who had the same cat, and I swear they all do. Maybe they don't. I don't know, but maybe it's just me. His name's Charles. Uh, it's short for Charles Xavier Stormy. Uh, her name's actually short for Stormy Monroe. So both names, yes, they were inspired by X-Men because I was, like, super obsessed with X-Men for a little bit, like, right before I got my cat. And so when I got him, I was like, I'm going to name him Charles and Professor Charles and Charles Xavier and Professor X and all of these things. And I just loved it. So then when we were looking for Stormy, me and my ex, when we were still together a year and a half ago, uh, we first were looking for a boy dog, and we were looking for a dog, and we were going to name him Logan. So we had, like, Charles and Logan. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So, but then I found Stormy, and I fell in love, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. So... <laughs> we had to come up with a girl name. So it ended up actually working out because we thought of Storm uh, from X-Men as well. And then uh, her uh, her human name, her non-X-Men name, I don't know, I can't remember the right word for it right now, whatever, had Monroe in it. And so we're like, oh, Stormy Monroe. That kind of just, I like the way that sounds. That's perfect. Ended up even being more better, more better, even being better. Gosh, Tori, speak proper English. 
goodness. She was born during a thunderstorm, and when we adopted her from her birth parents, uh, we also picked her up during a storm. She loves the rain, she loves the snow, she's all terrain, all of the things, whenever there's thunder and lightning, she's all about it. So Storm is a very, very fitting name for her, uh, and it just works perfect because her and Charles are totally a little, like, just partners in crime, so, uh, it still works out together. <laughs> Anywho, so, uh, like I mentioned, I talk fast, so if you're still listening, if you're still here with me, cheers to you. Um, that's, like, kind of the biggest thing for me is that it came from debate. I really refined it when I was in high school. I was on my high school speech and debate team, and one of the events that I did just kind of required talking fast, and it's one of those things that, like I said, I've always done growing up. I've always liked to talk, and I've always talked a little bit quicker, but that made me to where I was, like, especially, like, quick with it, but... Oh, well, that's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> like I mentioned at the start of this, I'm a Twitch affiliate as well. I've been streaming on Twitch for just over a year, and that's really, really fun. I love that. I have a whole community of uh, that I call the Ohana de Homies. They are a family of friends that spans the entire globe. We have several people in Australia, New Zealand, uh, Singapore, England, Ireland, Germany, uh, Sweden, just people all around the world, you know, people in Canada, people all across the United States. It's, it's, it's insane. It's so wild, you know, almost a thousand followers, you know, in, in just over a year. It's, it's grown so wildly fast that it's insane. And I'm so blessed because many of them are people that I would consider near and dear friends and I've never even met them. So super, super blessed. It's one of those things that I hold near and dear. I'm very proud to be a Twitch affiliate and to be a streamer on Twitch, you know, and hopefully eventually, cause right now it's just part-time, I can make it into a full-time career and, you know, like part-time, or not part-time, but pastime of mine uh, to where it's not even a job. It's just something I get to do, you know, in my free time, quote-unquote, you know, because it's, I have the money and everything to be able to do that. So uh, that's something I'm super proud of. I'm also a part-time debate judge, like high school speech and debate judge, and I'm looking at possibly becoming a coach in the next year or two for the next season. So that's really cool. I like to judge uh, just the tournaments now that I'm an alumni and I'm older and out of high school and things like that. That's something that I'm really passionate about. So staying in tune with politics and worldly conversations and the news and media and, and something is something that interests me. Don't worry, on this podcast, we're not ever going to get into politics, religion, any of that kind of craziness. We might talk like surface level about it and how it impacts certain things, but this is never going to be like a where you get your news kind of a podcast, so don't worry about that at all. Uh, I'm also a community-based marketer. I'm really focused on health and wellness and you know fitness and living my best life. I really want to live for a long time. Like I mentioned, death and overdoses, drugs, mental illness, physical illness, all those things are part of my story. So I'm very, very, very passionate about living a long life, but a long, healthy life. You know, um, I honestly, my, all of my grandparents have passed away. Um, I didn't really get to get that close to my great grandparents. You know, uh, my mom is the oldest in my family and she's not even 50. Okay. Just to put that into perspective for you. Okay. My mom is the oldest of her siblings. I am my mom's first child. So this is a little bit, puts it into perspective for you a little bit on how much it matters to me to live a long life and a healthy life because I lost many of my family members a decade ago. So they've been gone for a while. And so because of that, you know what I mean? There's a lot of leadership and a lot of mentorship, a lot of companionship, a lot of family memories, a lot of traditions, a lot of, a lot of, as some would say, negative impacts from that, that have shaped me to have a lot of goals and dreams and ultimately vision to have a lasting legacy that I can build over a long life that then lives on generations and generations after me and a much more positive light 
than what's been bestowed before me. So that's what's also something I'm really, really passionate about. I'm a super big open book, so by all means, always feel free to hit me up on my DMs if you ever have any questions or if you want to get to know me, you want to be friends, let's go. I'm all about it. Um, I can be sometimes kind of a workaholic. I'm always looking for like another thing to just keep myself busy and growing and learning and expanding my skill set and things like that. So I'm always kind of taking on new projects and things. So <laughs> there's always going to be things I'm going to be telling you guys about. I'm always going to be like, guys, check this out. Guess what I learned about? Guess what I'm trying? <laughs> so you're going to be sure about always hearing about what I'm growing about, what I'm, you know, growing through, what I'm learning um, about and things like that. So without further ado, or any more ado, let's get into the, the main topic. Now that I've kind of introduced the podcast, what it's about, a little bit of me and what I'm about, let's get into this episode and what it's about. <laughs> this episode is going to be about plot twists. Um, I saw a quote earlier that was like, yo, it's your life, it's your story. So feel free to hit them with a plot twist whenever you want, you know? And it really got me thinking about how, you know, that ultimately has been the theme of my life for the last, like, six, seven, eight months, you know? Um, and I want you to think of plot twists right now because I know some of us, this is a very, this is, okay, this is all uh, auditory right now. Okay, I don't know if you guys know about the different learning styles, but there's, like, auditory listeners and sometimes there's visual listeners. So visual listeners, I'm going to appeal to you right now. I want you to picture a deck of cards. Okay, and the label, I want you to picture this deck of cards. It's called the Plot Twist deck of cards. Okay, so we're going to talk about different cards in this deck of cards. could be losing your job, getting in a car accident. It could be something small, getting sick, all right, with everything going on right now. Maybe getting COVID as a fortune. Maybe a family member, a friend getting COVID. Somebody in your workplace getting COVID. Because right now at the current time when this episode is being recorded, COVID-19 is a very big deal. You know, actually at midnight, which is actually like right now because <laughs> I'm actually recording this literally at 11.39 at night on, you know, so if you want to talk about procrastination, we'll eventually talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at midnight tonight, they're actually enacting in my county a like requirement to wear a mask everywhere you go. So maybe that could be something as far as plot twist is in that deck of cards for you, okay? Um, something happening with the house, a flood. If you live somewhere with fires, if you live somewhere with earthquakes, if you live somewhere that you're susceptible to tornadoes, you know, things like that. Maybe if you're susceptible like in the mountains and like with snow and losing your power, okay? I live in Utah, like I said, so I have family, or not family, but I have friends, well, they're like family. They're close like family. I have friends that have cabins and things that are up in the mountains and, you know, if there's a really, really big snowstorm, they can get cut off very easily from everybody else down outside of the canyon. So uh, if you're susceptible to different things like that, there could be lots of different things. So for each of us, okay, our deck of plot twist cards could look either very, very large or very, very small. Just depends. Just depends. It's all different. Here's the thing. Comparing is not what matters. Comparison is the thief of all joy. I'm going to tell you that right now. That wasn't added onto this. This isn't on my list or anything. I'm just going to add this. I'm just going to slide this, it, this bit in real fast. Comparison is the thief of all joy. There's no use in comparing. Because you can't see the whole story. All you see is that moment from what you can, you only see what you can see, but you don't see the whole story. All right? So comparison is the thief of all joy. Let's not do it. Let's not compare our deck to anybody else's deck. It doesn't make anybody else's deck bigger. All right? I think I heard some boys talking about that once, if you know what I mean. But listen, it's just, it applies to us too when it comes to our plot twists. Let's just not do it. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing about plot twists. They're always going to show up at the wrong time. They're always going to show up at the worst time because that's their nature. That's their nature. Like, like, okay, 
None of these things that we just talked about, like car accidents, getting fired, a, a flood, like a, a toilet getting clogged at your house, your kid drawn on the wall, like leaving food in the car, leaving a blender bottle with extra protein shake in the car, like none of these things. <laughs> That's a really gross plot twist, but it can happen, all right? Ask anybody that works out on a regular basis and then is busy, it happens. It's gross, but it happens, all right? But it's the truth. Okay, so here's the thing. All of these plot twists, none of them like leaving a little note in your in your Google calendar that says, hey, I'm going to occur next Wednesday. Is that okay? Is that a good enough day for you? Does that work for you if I occur next Wednesday at 11 o'clock? I don't know. Friday? Friday at 7? All right. You could do... All right. Never mind. Like, they don't do that, y'all. So let's accept it. That plot are going to happen. And here's the thing. We're going to talk about this also a little bit more later. But it's always going to happen. This is not the last one. This is not the biggest one. There will probably be a bigger one later that you haven't even thought of yet. But don't waste time even thinking about that or worrying about that because you probably can't even figure it out anyway what it's gonna end up being. So don't worry about it, all right? Live in the moment, be here right now, accept that where you are right now is where you are meant to be in this moment. You are here for a reason, all right? There's something for us to learn or grow through, whatever it is, maybe both, and that's okay. Does it make us less worthy? Does it make us less lovable? Does it make us less important? Does it make us less smart, less beautiful, less talented, less whatever? Doesn't nothing, okay? It's just what is. So let's accept what is. Let's accept our current situation, our current circumstances for whatever it is, okay? Whatever that's financially, whatever that's physically, whatever that's mentally, emotionally, whatever, literally, whatever, wherever you're at, it's just, let's just accept it, okay? Because here's the thing, we can spend all that time crying about it and whining about it, but we can spend all the time, like, taking action, too. It is better for us in the long run to spend more time acting instead of more time crying. Because here's the thing. I know that most of us have heard the phrase or the meme or whatever. But it's like, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it or crying about it or stressing about it or whatever. But here's the thing. Some things do hurt, and I acknowledge that. So if you need to take your five minutes to cry, then take your five minutes to cry. Take your five minutes to be pissed off. Take your five minutes to go huff and puff and whatever you need to do. But acknowledge it's only going to be five minutes. And then we're going to accept it and get back to work. You know? I ain't saying that you can't. So if you think you need permission to cry about something, cry about it. Get it out. Journal. Go punch a punching bag. Go for a run. Go do what you needed to do. Dry it out and burn it safely. Please, follow laws. Be careful with that shit. Sorry, I cussed. Oh, whoops, whoops, whoops. First cuss word on the, on the podcast. All right, look. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? Accept it. Accept that that's what you need to do. Accept that it's only going to be temporary. And accept that these are your circumstances and you need to take action. All right? And there's something we need to do. So here's the thing. Plot twist. Because that's, cause ultimately, here's the thing. Plateaus force us to take action, all right? They force us to take action in a new and creative way. That's the whole point. That's the whole way. They shake things up. That's why they suck so bad. That's what makes them so hard. That's what makes them so annoying, so frustrating, so exhausting, so like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's because what we were doing, that was not new. It was routine. It was not something we had to think of all the time. It was something that was familiar. It was not creative. It might have been creative at one point, but now it's familiar. All right? We now have to do something new. We have to get creative because what we were doing is no longer working. So now we got to figure out something different. 
all right? It's literally back to the drawing board in some ways. And sometimes that back to the drawing board, like we said, is something simple like your nasty blender bottle in the car and all that is, it's like, oh man, remember to take that in set. So sometimes it's really simple, but sometimes it can be really big things, all right? I understand that. I'm just saying, wherever this is for you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it if you're not getting it. Don't worry about that. You'll understand. Don't overthink this, you guys. <laughs> guys and gals, everybody, don't overthink it, all right? You'll know. All right, if you're thinking of it, it's like, hmm, I wonder if she's talking about this for me. Yeah, probably, probably that. <laughs> All right, because here's the thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy named Henry David Thoreau. I really like, you know, anytime I am in a very thoughtful mood or whatever, I will go, and this is one of the things. I need to put down the time, and I just need to read literally page to page, cover to cover, some of his works. Because every time I find a quote of his, it just... It hits me in such a way. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just divine timing. I don't understand. But I don't know. But earlier, also, when I was, you know, when I came across this one quote, um, I was on Twitter in a different place, whatever, and I came across this quote from Henry David Thoreau. And it said, things do not change, we change. And that's the other thing that kind of inspired me, is that it's not so much that with me starting this podcast, like I was talking about earlier, I've kind of been procrastinating it, putting it off, having a story and insecurity in my head about it and things like that. I realized that it's not things that have necessarily changed. Like, don't get me wrong, things have changed, right? But ultimately, I've been able to start this podcast for a year now, for two years now. Like, there's ultimately nothing has stopped me from starting this podcast, right? But I have changed. I have grown. Things have happened to me that if I started this podcast six months ago, a year ago, who knows what this podcast would be? Who knows what it would look like? Like, I have no idea. But I do know it would not look the way that it's going to look from this day forward. Word? Hopefully some of y'all got that, all right? So here's the thing. Things don't change, we change. So when a plot twist happens, once we accept it, part of accepting it is understanding that with acceptance comes the fact that we gonna change. Something's going to change. We're going to change. The pattern's going to change. The routine's going to change. The priorities are going to change. The time management's going to change. Whoever is, people might change. The places might change. Some kind of change is coming. And we need to accept that and be okay with that. Okay? So here's the thing I got three steps to help you once you get past that acceptance stage of this plot twist, whatever deck, whatever card you pulled out of that deck of plot twists, that whatever card you pulled recently or you got going on in your life right now, I got three things that from my perspective, from my humble opinion, all right, this little grain of salt that I wanna give you in this first episode, three tips to help you with that with that card that you pulled. All right, and honestly, all of these things are learned because back in November, I pulled the card, break up with your boyfriend. And then I pulled it again in the end of February. Yeah, and I know you're thinking right now, wait, what? You pulled that card in November and then you pulled that card in February. Girl, what are you doing? Don't worry, it's part of the story. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> All right, so quick backstory on that. Back in November, well, hold on, backstory. About six and a half years ago, I started dating a person who is wildly my best friend, wildly one of the best people I've ever known. I have nothing but mad love and respect for it. It was a completely amicable, amicable you know, separation. It was completely 100% with love as friends and care and all of the things. Um, no malintent, no, no viciousness, no anything whatsoever. Like I mentioned, still kind of co-parent, quote unquote, with our animals. I call him my fur baby daddy <laughs> now. So nothing but love 
love as far as that goes. It just was one of those things where after so many years together, which to me, I guess you might be like, six years is that? That's so many years. Well, when you're my age, it kind of is. <laughs> All right. After a while, we just had realized we had grown better into, into better friends than being lifelong partners. So we made that amicable decision and that's just something that happened. But there is still pain with that. There is still growth from that. There is still separation from that. From that, for me personally, I then went to, I was, um, we were kind of, being together at that point, I gotta be honest, I was straight on, I was on his income. Honestly, I was streaming. That's, that's all I was doing. I had quit my full-time nine-to-five job, and I was streaming, and I had my business. And I was trying to build my business full-time online and learn how to do it from the ground up for the first time on my own. I'm brand new at this. And I was brand new at streaming, and I was trying to figure all this out. And it was really amazing to have a partner and have a friend and have someone that believed in me so much that he was willing to take that on and be the breadwinner, the sole provider, and things like that. But when we separated and we broke up, I then had to, you know, figure that out for myself and figure out what I was going to do. I moved out, and that wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because remember how I mentioned I broke up someone else a couple months later? Yeah, well, what happened was is essentially I jumped right into another relationship right away because conducive pattern here. Uh, for me, and also generational pattern that I witnessed growing up for just something that I just did, to be honest with you, it was just like, I, I really didn't have a solid reason for it. It was somebody that I trusted. It was something that just seemed to make sense at the time. And there's a lot more detail to it, and of course, and I probably won't go into it on here because I don't feel like everybody wants to know all about personal business and things like that. But long story short, I jumped into it, you know, thinking it was the right thing to do at the time. And long story short, it was not, but it was a very much learning experience and growing experience. It was its own plot twist and in, in its own way, you know what I mean? And at the end of February, after several minor, like, other, like how we were talking about, there's a scale of those sub, of, of those plot twists where there's kind of those like sub things that are just kind of not really big things. There's kind of like minor things in the way, like, oh, the blender bottle in the car, or maybe you forgot to put the laundry in the dryer, or maybe you forgot to take the meat out of the freezer to defrost it before dinner, and now you got to order in, and dang it, I was on a diet or whatever, you know what I mean? You got those minor things that kind of happen, like plot twists, got to figure this out now, I got to do more cardio, whatever. And you got those other bigger things, like, oh man, I just blew out a tire on the highway, or oh man, I just ran out of gas, and it's two in the morning, or oh man, I forgot to do blah, 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 okay? We've got that range of things. It finally came to my head for me where I pulled that card again of break up with your boyfriend back in February. I ended up moving in with uh, my aunt for a little bit, and that was a bit rough because I had no job. I had no set place to live. I had no furniture. I'm talking no bed, no dresser. No, I had nothing to my name, no money, nothing, literally nothing to my name. Where before this, I literally was worried I might be sleeping in my car. Shenanigans. Straight shenanigans, okay? So I have that as well in my story. But here's the thing, guys. I pulled all those cards and those plot twists, and things are a bit better now. Like I said, now I have uh, a regular, like, 9 to 5, quote-unquote, job again. My stream community is doing great. Like I was saying, I'm very, very blessed on that. And, you know, things have turned around. Things have started to pick up a little bit. Business is, you know, doing good. Things are, things are good. Things are on the up and up. And here's the thing that I've learned, though, is that all of those plot twists, as soon as I accepted them and I started taking action, that's when things started to turn around. And so that's why I really wanted to center this first episode and talk about, about these plot twists and how the first tip that I have for you is having the belief that you will get through the plot twist. You will get 
through the obstacle. I heard someone say once upon a time, somewhere, I don't remember where, if it was like a TED talk, I don't know. But the obstacles, ha when obstacles occur, they either make us weaker or they make us stronger. There's only two types of people where they either use that obstacle to add just another chain, another layer, another whatever as to why they can't connect with another person, why they can't fall in love again, why they can't make another sale, why they can't, they can't, they can't. Or that person uses it as a way to make them grow and have a stronger skill set or to learn a new ability or learn a new attack, if you will, if you're into like video games and things like that. So they could get around the next obstacle and beat the next boss. Sorry, gamer speak. Can't resist. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it starts with having that belief of which side are you on? Are you on the side that's going to use this as a thing to make you weaker? Or are you on the side that's going to use this to make yourself stronger? Are you on the side that's going to use this to make yourself uh, tougher, smarter, kinder? It could be something to make you more empathetic. It could be something, um, it doesn't always have to be something to make you strong or, or tougher or more resilient. A lot of things are designed for that, I think. But at the same time, certain things can happen to you to make, your, to make you a more empathetic individual. Some things can simply happen to you just so that you can have the ability to say, I relate. I understand. I get that too. I've been there too for someone else. You have intrinsic value, more intrinsic value than you can ever imagine. You impact lives that you don't even know just by being you, just by smiling, just by cracking your jokes, just by sharing your perspective. You share value. You do. You do. I want you to back this up 10 seconds, 15 seconds, however long that is. I want you to just re-listen to that again real quick. All right, so I'm going to give you a second. Go back that up. All right, welcome back. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. When it comes to having that belief, you guys, one of the first things you can do to start figuring out what that belief, once you accept and, and you start, you're like, all right, I'm going to take action. Believe that not only if you can't, even if it's not a positive thing, that it'll at least be neutral, that you're not going to come out of this weaker. You're not going to come out of this dumber. You're not going to come out of this meaner. You're not going to let this experience harden you. You're not going to let this put up a wall or anything. A gate might be one thing. A gate's not bad. A gate can have a lock. A gate can be something where you can decide who comes in, who comes out. But a wall is something where no one can get in, no one can get out, no one can see in, no one sees out. You're locked out from other people and people are locked out from you. So don't worry. The gate's okay. But try not to let something put up a wall. A gate, if you want to think about it, a gate can be a neutral zone and a positive, or if you want to get to a positive zone where there's no gate, there's no wall, there's no moat, there's no nothing. You're just fully open with whatever that experience is. If that makes more sense to you people that are out there with uh, that visual mindset like we were talking about earlier. Okay. So here's the thing though. We all have a collective, we, all we have is our collective shared experience. We all have that ability on some degree, on some scale, like I was saying earlier, because of that shared experience to say, I relate. I understand that too. We're not, you know, not, there's not only one person in the world that's gone through a car accident. There's not only one person in the world that has drugs in their story. There's only one person in the world that has domestic violence in their story. These things happen to millions of people, unfortunately. As sad and unfortunate as it is, it happens to millions of people. So if you have that feeling that you're alone, if you have that feeling that no one's ever gone through this before, if you have this feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be weaker. I'm going to be the one that just can't figure it out. I'm the one that just can't, can't, can't. If you get stuck in that rabbit hole, share your experience, reach out and ask for help. 
Have other people feed belief into you. If you cannot feed belief into yourself, don't be afraid to have other people, even people you don't even know. Get on YouTube, get on Instagram, get on different podcast apps like Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, go to the motivational section, go to the entrepreneur section, go to, go just go to the top episodes and just see what sparks out to you. Because I promise you, if you let your intuition and your gut guide you, you will find that belief to pour into you if you cannot bring it into yourself. All we have is our collective shared experience. And sometimes there are things that we don't know that we don't know. And so follow your gut, follow your intuition, and find those people that can pour belief into you when you cannot pour it into yourself. Because there will be times, even if you can do it most of the time, sometimes you can't. So it's always good to have those people there and know who it is, whether it's virtual, you've never met them before, or whether they are your literal family and friends in your backyard. Or even people that you work with. Ask those people. Find the ways that you can find the lesson in your story. Find the lesson in what it is that you're going through. What can you learn? And sometimes that learning or that lesson is gratitude. Maybe it's learning to have gratitude for having, you know, maybe like if you pull the, the card from the, from the deck that is lose your job. Maybe thankfully, hopefully you've got something in savings. Maybe you have three months. Maybe you have six months. Maybe you have just enough for one month. And maybe that lesson is being grateful that you have that savings there so you know when you go to continue your next job that you still continue that savings or whatever, you know. That's just the first example that kind of comes to mind for me. But maybe that lesson can just be being grateful for the things that you have, being grateful that you have, you know, friends or family there to help you out, being grateful that there's programs in place, being grateful if you really needed it that you got a stimulus check. You might feel really bad. You might be really upset about it. Maybe wherever you sit on the political climate, you're like, I don't feel good about this, but you needed it. I don't know. So maybe a lesson there can somewhere be gratitude, but at the same time, at the same time, that gratitude can be not just gratitude for the stimulus check, but also gratitude for knowledge, gratitude that you know where things are at, that you have more of an education on things. Because there's a lot of people out there that you know could just, you know, Professor Google and just read the headlines all day. And they don't really educate themselves on what's really going on. So maybe having gratitude in that, even though it's a hard burden to bear, being educated is hard. Ignorance is bliss. So if you're down there in that fight where you're bearing hard burdens right now and you're wondering, what does this experience have for me? Maybe it's gratitude that you can be the one that's out there sharing that message for people and communicating. You, like, some people say, like, I know this is a Bible verse from somewhere, uh, that, you know, God will not give you a burden that you cannot carry, that you're not strong enough to carry, or something along those lines. And to a certain extent, I like to believe that with the universe, that these challenges, these plot twists, if you will, that come to us, they're meant to forge our belief and forge our resilience, because resilience is forged and earned. It is not bought. It's not traded. It is not all of a sudden discovered. You don't just all of a sudden have resilience. You forge resilience. You get tougher. You get stronger. You figure things out. So that's what I got for y'all belief. That's my first tip. My second tip is going to be to take action and increase your risk ratio. All right. Your second tip here is to try, try again essentially. <laughs> All right. It is to fall down seven times and stand up eight. It is to keep taking action and just fail, fail forward. All right. A lot of us, we look at failure as a really bad thing. We look at failure and we look at it as messing up. We look at it as something that lowers our value. It lowers our self-worth. It lowers our, our worthiness. It lowers our, our ability to, 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 to be worthy of achieving anything. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Failure is just learning. 
And more than that, learning, or it's just learning what doesn't work. You know, there's that quote from Albert Einstein, for instance, that, you know, with creating the light bulb, when it came to inventing that, that he invented it on the 1,001st try. And really all he did is spend a thousand ways learning that it didn't work. That's what he learned. He didn't fail a thousand times. He just spent a thousand times learning how it didn't work. And I know sometimes that's hard because sometimes you'll fall down and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I knew that. Mm, I already knew that. And sometimes that's hard because it bruises the ego a little bit when we know, when we mess up and we fall down and we fail and we know we did and we know we shouldn't have and we knew better. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. It hurts. But you got to dust yourself off. You got to get out of that comfort zone. You got you to gotta acknowledge that you know where you're at and so you got to stop doing it. You gotta make a commitment to yourself and I make a real commitment to yourself that when the next time you take action, it's gonna be different and you hold yourself true to that. But you gotta start taking that action inside with yourself and then from there, that action will come into the outside. Now, there's a quote out there. I don't know, I've been dropping a lot of quotes in this. I'm really big on just, like I said, one of my biggest things that fires me up is people. Because these people that have forged history, these people that we write about, the reasons we know their names is for a reason. And so the certain things that drove them and the, and the principles that they had, the things that, in, that helped them create their vision, right? I think those things are valuable. One of those things that I think are valuable, and I know he's in the media right now for a not-so-positive reason, uh, especially with like the Black Lives Matter movement and things going on right now. Uh, there's a statue of this person that's being taken down, I believe. Um, it's a Teddy Roosevelt, essentially. So not to, again, get into any of that. There's a quote of his, though, unrelated to any of that. It's called The Man in the Arena. And I'm actually surprised at how many people have not heard this quote, so I want to read it for you. This is The Man in the Arena by Teddy Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy, in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I really want to break this down for you really quickly. This talks about if you are the person in the arena, if you're out there trying, if you're out there failing, quote unquote, as people like to say, if you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone, you're taking that action. You're increasing your risk ratio. Your risk ratio is just simply the thing, your ratio of things that are safe and comfy that you like to do to things that are not safe and comfy, the things you don't like to do. Just real quick, consider your risk ratio. What, how often, how many things do you do on a regular basis that are safe and comfy in comparison to how many things that are not safe and comfy? Do you do? That's your risk ratio. And the more you can increase that to where there's more things that are not safe and comfy, and I'm saying, like, not safe, like, you know, don't wear your seatbelt and stuff like that. I'm talking about, you know, getting yourself out there, doing things that give you, like, the heebie-jeebies a little bit. That, those kind of things, all right? Increase that a little bit. Take that action. You're out there doing it, even if you're coming short again and again. Even if it's in just a worthy cause, that that's all it is. It's not making you a lot of money, but it makes you feel good. It works for your heart. It's something you're passionate about. 
If it's something that you know at the end that you could achieve something really great and really wonderful, and at the worst, you know that you did something great, something helpful, something valuable, you will be standing with people that are winners. Even still, even if you feel like a loser, even if you, like I said, you come up short and all of that. And that is a completely separate circle from those people, those cold and timid souls, as President Roosevelt said, because he's a former president, if you didn't know that, all right? You should know that, but if you didn't know that, all right? Those cold and timid souls are in a completely different circle. They know neither victory nor defeat because they never tried. They don't know what it's like to win. They don't know what it's like to lose. They don't know what it's like to fail. They don't know anything about your experience. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare yourselves to them. Don't let them steal your joy. You're in a completely different circle, even if you fail. Let them compare yourselves to compare themselves to you and let them steal their own joy. You heard? When it comes to taking action and getting out of your comfort zone, that's ultimately where discovery is. Think about it. A couple centuries ago, people thought the earth was flat until they took action, they took risk, and they sailed out into the ocean to see if the earth was flat, see if they were going to fall off. They literally discovered an entire new world. What could you discover if you took that action, if you increased your risk ratio, you know? If you started doing things that gave you the heebie-jeebies a little bit, if you started reaching out and learning about things that you don't really know all that about, you started questioning your beliefs on things, started questioning what you do know about certain things, started questioning why you have certain opinions on certain things. Get out of that comfort zone. Educate yourself on th new things. And even if you don't change your perspective, having more information to support why you feel some way isn't a bad thing either, like we were talking about with learning. Learning is also not just learning what doesn't work, it's learning what does work. And it's learning why you feel the way that you do. I'm not saying go out there and read just things that support your beliefs. But if you go out there and you read things to try to disprove your beliefs, that's really what I'd say go after. That's one thing I learned through every history teacher I honestly ever had in high school, which is really cool. I had like four, four history teachers because I took a couple different history classes. And all of them, all of them taught. Always try to disprove your opinion. Always try to disprove your perspective or your experience. Not because your experience is invalid. But simply because if you try to go about and you come at things from a different perspective or trying to disprove yours, you're going to learn something new every time. That may influence your perspective. And that's really the core of staying open-minded. So do that. Get outside of that comfort zone. Try something new. My last tip for you before we end, because I know I've been talking at you for a good minute. <laughs> My last tip is to learn to enjoy and find the fun in the process. For heaven's sakes, there is a man out there named Tom Bilyeu who talks about this a lot, a whole lot, a whole, whole lot. For the love of God, please learn to enjoy the process. Please learn to find the fun. I mentioned this at the very beginning of this podcast or somewhere around the beginning, that there is no end game. The end game is death. Nobody ever really talks about that. That's kind of the secret to like all of this when you wonder, you're like, what What do some people have figured out that I don't have? The end game, the real end game, the real goal, the real like big win that everybody talks about, that, that's death. That's, that's leaving a legacy. That's having an impact. That's, that's when you die, people still talk about you for years and years and years after. That's what people are really after. Why do you think Jay-Z wants to be like one of the richest people in history? Why do you think he wants to buy the NFL? Because even when he dies, he wants people to be talking about him as being the first person who was African-American to own the NFL. 
I think, like, that was one of the biggest things when he became a billionaire. Like, that was a huge thing for a reason. That's been a goal of his for years and years and years for a reason. The end game is ultimately your impact and your legacy when you're gone. The goalpost is always going to be moving ahead. Plot twists are always going to happen. That deck is always going to get reshuffled. So yeah, some things are going to come up a couple of times. You're not going to have one car accident or one house thing go wrong. You might think like, oh man, it happens all the time. That I'm sorry that the deck is shuffled that way for you. I am. Because some of our decks are shuffled really crappy. But it's one of those things like they say in poker. You got to play the hand that you got. You got to play like hell. You got to play as hard as you can, as good as you can. And sometimes you might have to fold. Sometimes you might have to succumb. All right, so bankruptcy or foreclosure or getting fired or losing everything, sleeping in your car, living in your car, all of that, losing all of that stuff, losing all your friends, whatever, if that's part of your story, that's okay too. You're not the only one. That's okay too. And I don't mean that like, oh, it could be worse. I just mean you're not alone. And there are so many people that have come back from that that you can too. You can too. But understand at the same time, that goalpost, that end post, wherever you're going, it's always going to be moving again. Once you get somewhere, it's just going to get somewhere else. Once you achieve a certain, even if you have a certain level of money, even if you start making six figures a year, eventually you're going to want seven. Even when you have that seven, you're going to want a different kind of seven, and then a different kind of seven, and then an eight. And then a different kind of eight, and then a different kind of eight, and then maybe a different kind of eight, and then a nine. All right, that's just kind of how it goes. And it's not necessarily about being money hungry or about being power hungry or whatever. It's that your lifestyle change. What you're passionate about changes. What drives you changes. Things are going to evolve over time. So your challenges, your plot twists, that deck of cards is going to evolve over time. That's just the balance of life. That's just nature. It is not you. You do not suck. It is not personal. It is just the way life is. It occurs like that for all of us, for everyone. There's one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands named Shinedown is this song called Special. And it's this whole song that's basically like, you're not special. It sounds really negative at first. It sounds kind of heartbreaking. Kind of like, oh, I mean, it's so rude. That's mean. But really what that means is it's you're not special. It means these things, you're, you're not alone. You're not special, not in that you're not special, you're not valuable, and you're not worthy. You are absolutely special, valuable, and worthy. But... There's nothing so specially wrong with you or so specially broken in you that you're like a magnet for all of this stuff. That's not true. So if you're telling yourself that story, High Vibe says, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You were worth more than that. You do not deserve that story. You do not deserve that story. All right? So don't take it seriously. Don't take this plot twist seriously. Don't take these challenges seriously. Don't take work too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take anything too seriously. All right? There's definitely time for work, but there's definitely time for play. Remember to have fun. Take care of yourself. Take a bath. I'm literally... All right. Sneak peek behind the scenes fact. I'm recording this podcast from a bathtub right now. Literally, not like in the tub. Like, I'm not like naked or anything like that. But I'm sitting here just because I thought the sound would be better personally. I don't know. We'll see. But a bathtub is personally my comfort zone. I feel like safe in here. I'm like, it's like a little cocoon. All right, this is familiar for me. Personally, baths make me feel great mentally, emotionally, and physically. All right? So take care of yourself. Do things that make you feel good. All right? Recognize what those things are and acknowledge those things. It does not make you selfish. It does not make you bad. It does not make you wrong to do certain things that bring you joy. 
Like Marie Kondo says, if it does not bring you joy, then 86, that ish, out of your life. All right? Get rid of it. Out. Cut it. Done. Zilch. Ain't nobody got time for that no more. All right? <laughs> Don't take yourself too seriously. Have fun. Okay, with that being said, I hope you got some value out of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you hit subscribe wherever you're listening, and I hope you will be back for episode number two. If you found some value out of this, I would really, 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 really appreciate it if you left a rating or a review, uh, whatever, either one, both, it would be great. It just helps me know, you know, if I hit any of this home for you, if you got some value out of this, it really, uh, I would really appreciate it if you know. I'm pouring from my heart. I'm sharing from my heart. I'm just sharing from my own personal experience and things that I have found valuable and helpful. If you think somebody else would find this valuable valuable or helpful, I would also really appreciate it if you took the time to share this with them and spread this with them. I would love to see how far we can, you know, just start to get this movement and everything going. Like I said, I plan to do hundreds of these episodes. I plan to have guests. I plan to have uh, upgrades and giveaways and rewards and cool things for people that do leave ratings and reviews in the future. Like, I have a really, really, really big vision for this. Ultimately, I've just been it's been so big of a vision that I've been afraid of getting started and you know what anybody got time for that like I said with plot twists all of these plot twists have shown me that you know things don't change we change like I was saying earlier from Henry David Thoreau and so life you know can keep throwing all these different changes at me but ultimately the only thing stopping me from starting this podcast and enacting this vision that's in my head for it is me so (laughs) I'm getting out of my own way and I'm getting episode one out there so this is the rough cut. This is only, we're only going to go up from here. Uh, great place to start. So I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed recording this. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I appreciate you. I hope you'll be back for the next one. I hope you choose to share it. And again, let me know again, if you catch it and if you listen to it and you want to message me, you can screenshot the podcast, wherever you're listening from, tag it in your Instagram story or your Facebook story or add it there. And then you can tag me at I'm high vibe and you will get a personal shout out from me thanking you for doing so. So if you'd like to do that a little bit as well, you'll get some personal love from me on your social media if you would like. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you guys later. Bye.